Hello, this is John Deke, celebrating 25 years of the Very Young Composers, program of the New York Philharmonic. This piece is by Tehun Wan, 11 years old, and he calls it The Future of Space. This is scene 33, South Korea, a long and beautiful relationship. To better illustrate the scope of the Very Young Composer's national presence in South Korea and the marvelous degree to which the Koreans have made and remade our program to fit their culture and their national needs, I will append here a summary of a visit that Angelica Negron and I made in September of 2018 to train, coach, and interact with their teaching artists. Under the sponsorship of CASES, their Korean Arts and Cultural Education Services. <laughs> they had been planning, under my urging, to expand their version of our Composer's Bridge program, or as they say, Goma Chakoga, in order to strengthen their long-term enhancement of the child's artistic and leadership qualities. I made the following summary of that visit, and uh, I think it's relevant here because I include some of our mutual history. So here it is. Of all the affiliates of the Philharmonic's very young composers worldwide, the Koreans are outstanding and special. The Korean VYC, or Koma Chakoka, has a national presence, as does Finland. Korea's program is roughly three times the size of our home operations here in New York and serves a comparable number of students, employing many more teaching artists and has about three times the size of our New York budget. There are VYC programs in 10 Korean cities. Besides Seoul, there are programs in Uijongbu, Shangdong, Yonsu, Hanam, Gunpo, Yongjin, Sori, Gimhae, Busan, and Tongyong. Apologies for the pronunciation. But that's how widespread it is. Our relationship dates back to 2009 when we established ties with the Dream Orchestra, which was associated with El Sistema Korea. Since then, we have exchanged frequent visits, conference calls, and hundreds, perhaps thousands, of musical manuscripts and performances of children's music. Our exchanges are primarily with cases, again, the Korean Arts and Cultural Education Services, but have also included the contemporary Gugak Orchestra, which is traditional instruments, and numerous regional orchestras, schools, and ensembles. Virtually all the expenses of our visits and exchanges thus far have been borne by the Koreans themselves. We were also involved in an exchange of musical postcards, particularly on the subject of the ferry boat disaster of 2014, including a performance of Korean and American children's works on the main stage of what was Geffen Hall. One of the first Korean bridge students, Taehoon Wan, was featured on a live simulcast during the Very Young Composer 20th Anniversary Concert. It was during the New York Philharmonic Biennial of 2016. Taehoon is now 
a VYC intern. The Koreans were also among the first of us to use VYC composing techniques with orphans, special needs children, and families suffering PTSD, including families who had lost a child in the great ferry boat disaster mentioned above. In spite of the persistence of a rather rigid traditional social structure, there is a growing feeling among more progressive educators in that country who wish for their children to grow up with the ability to problem solve and to think for themselves. In short, to be ready to take leadership of their lives. We feel this is a major reason that Korean educators have shown a marked interest in the VYC. They fully grasp that although the VYC is labor intensive compared to other educational programs, its example and influence extend far beyond its numerical boundaries. And the fact that they still wish to exchange information and techniques with us and look to us for partnership in this program, it makes us feel proud not only to be a part of the New York Philharmonic team, but proud to be an American. It was in this cultural climate that Angelica and I boarded a plane for Seoul in September of 2018. For that visit, I particularly wanted to work with the Korean teaching artists who are involved with more advanced kids, that is, the Composer's Bridge program, which serves basically kids 10 to 14 years of age. I was and am most interested in encouraging them to partner with local and national orchestras, both Western and traditional or Gugak orchestras. We also wished to open the possibility of exchanging musical postcards with the very musically accomplished children of North Korea. Upon arrival, we met with the leadership team headed by CASES president Yang and her director of Gomachakoka programs, Dower Chung, and her associate Jiyun Choi. We were, as always, made to feel like honored guests, besides shouldering all expenses and speaking English, and where necessary, providing an expert interpreter. More about her later. They showered us with gifts, rather embarrassing this, but we did our best, having brought some four dozen of our own New York Philharmonic VYC t-shirts for their seminar participants, as well as copies of our bridge workbook and other curriculum materials. The discussion with President Yang was most fruitful and mutually supportive. She is the third president of cases we have dealt with, as well as with Dower, our third GOMA program director. They seem to rotate all administrative positions regularly almost every three years. Firm commitment to the program was expressed along with some problems. President Yang noted that some of the music that the children produced was difficult for the performers, causing irritation and reluctance. We also experienced that in Venezuela, didn't we? I responded with sympathy for this issue and stressed that it almost always resolves itself by observing these principles. A firm oversight, number one, by the teaching artist as to the practicability of successful performance given the rehearsal time. 
That's important. And number two, direct contact between musician and VYC student, as this warms the musician's heart and never fails, of course, to thrill the child. And three, in orchestral performances, the close coordination between student, teaching artist, copyist, orchestra librarian, conductor, and musicians. This may seem a daunting chain of command, but it is vital for the success of performance and for the child's positive artistic development. And believe me, I've learned this the hard way. We've also discussed various national and orchestral partnerships and even the topic of connection and exchange of musical postcards, as I say, with children of North Korea. I noted that when I visited North Korea during the Philharmonic's visit to Pyongyang in 2008, that I had a chance to visit with the National Conservatory and interface with the students there, whom I found highly advanced, energetic, and eager for international exchange. The South Koreans, they know about all this already. Their basic comment was that, quote, Inter-Korean issues are like air to us, the air that we breathe every day of our lives. Hmm. We then met for several hours with leaders of the school programs, and Angelica and I were impressed with their approach, of course. They provided for us a relaxed and quiet atmosphere for the workshops, a lovely space at Dobong, a small town near the entrance of Bukansan National Park, about a 90-minute drive from Seoul. Angelica and I will provide a detailed summary of the activities under a separate cover, but some of the main points were discussed, and they were like a thorough interview of the philosophy and development of the VYC as requested by the Koreans. And this was a PowerPoint assembled by Angelica, Jessica Mays, and myself, which I narrated mostly. The bulk of the day's workshops ranged from administrative details to classroom management, from parents to postgrads, from special needs to scribing. I was so pleased to hear teaching artists taking active leadership, extending ideas, following through with the process of creation. Sujong, Anna, Hara, Thomas, Yongji, Sunjung, Yonsu, and so many other Korean musicians gave presentations and led activities. Particularly interesting was to hear about some classroom rituals to invoke creativity. For instance, the ringing of a bell, the drawing of a line on the floor, quote, if you cross this line, you are a composer. <laughs> a listening mask to encourage focus, the use of sign language to reduce the chatter, using a percussion mallet as an imaginary microphone to indicate attention to the speaker. So many useful ideas. Ceremony, ritual, use of choreography, song, cross arts, bringing parents in as participants in the first session. It's being quite successful. We also had a presentation on the continuing programs for families, a particularly insightful and successful invention by the Koreans. One parent's touching quote, 
I originally thought of my son as a slow learner and rather dull, but now, as a result of the Goma Chacoga classes and our concert, I see so many beautiful things in him." Unquote. Even though most kids learn music notation and basic solfege in Korean public schools, they love to use graphic notation to free up the compositional process. Hmm. So Angelica split up the participants into small gatherings of four or five to produce group improvised compositions based on some of the graphic notations. This is, of course, a variation on what we usually do in the U.S., and it seemed quite successful. She also created a variation of the Justin Hines music machines, using electronic prompts for kids to create a gesture based upon a sound, then combining sounds and gestures. Kids love this kind of kinetic activity. I was especially pleased to see Su Jong and Soyeon Lim Thomas take leadership initiative during the seminar. They have been dedicated to this program since the very beginning of our partnership. And later in the day, I took Thomas and we climbed one of the mountains in the national park. Beautiful foliage, ah, and rock faces. Music and nature, eh? <laughs> I led several discussions and demos of the ear fantasy games, enabling kids to attach feelings to particular intervals, triads, and made-up chords on their own. Jungji and Anna presented a delightful rhythm cube and a large floor score, which I believe will be an enormous help in creating the reading and performing procedures of rhythms and pitches. A prominent concern was the role of parents, and we could see that this subject had been approached much more comprehensively than we have dealt with in New York. The family, for them, is paramount. And... Well, it is with us, too. Anyway, in a safe and supportive atmosphere, sounds that are found, found sounds, cell phone voice recordings, storylines, the avoidance of good and bad judgments in music, teaching artists self-criticism, sound colors, all these topics and more were brought forth. How would these concerns be brought to evidence in the actual classroom? Ah. We were to find out. Hanam is a large town just east of Seoul. In the morning, we observed and partook in an elementary VYC class, and in the afternoon, a bridge class. So many impressions. And once again, Grace, our interpreter for the young children, has the almost magical ability to listen in one language and simultaneously translate into the other. Can't believe it. First of all, classes are three hours each with a substantial break midway. About 15 children attend the VYC class with a team of three teaching artists leading. In the warm-ups, it was evident that one of the boys was unable to control his actions and his voice. So, one of the teaching artists, a young man named Han Muk, took him in hand gently enveloping him from behind, but keeping him available to the circle of other kids. 
so effective. Angelica and I noticed repeatedly how the TAs were able to be physically relaxed in touching, leading, and even hugging the students. In the U.S., we are far too uptight with regulations about touching students. Eh, but that's a long discussion for another time. The next order of business were the instrument interviews. Flute, clarinet, horn. To prepare the kids, the teaching artist, Sujong, asked for examples from their prepared questions. Student, which instrument has the highest sound? Teaching artist. What do you think? Other students variously disagreeing. So then, let's see. This is an excellent example of the inquiry method of teaching. The TA, instead of asking the question in the first place and then answering correctly, allows the students to form their own questions as well as their own answers. Teaching artist. Where is our first musician? Let's call her. Louder, louder, she can't hear you. Let's make sure she feels welcome. Flutist enters to applause. She plays Twinkle Twinkle Little Star with variations and embellishments. Very sweet. Teaching artist says, What word would you use to describe her sounds? The kids answer, Fluffy, squishy, soft, squeaky, hard, air pop, yummy. Teaching artist, What about this sound? Ooh, scary sound, like a ghost, teaching artist. Let's look around and see if there's a ghost. Maybe back over there behind you. Kids, I want raindrop sounds. Flutist plays key clicks, bird sounds, water sounds, K-pop sounds, scream sounds, beatbox sounds, <laughs> teaching artist. Who has a score for her to read? or a picture. Kid says, here's mine. It's about chasing somebody. Teaching artist, what would that sound like? <laughs> Through all this, I'm in heaven. The flutist, obviously enjoying herself, says hardly a word. And this is the classic instrument interview where the instrument actually becomes the living personage. That idea, as I said, worked out originally by Doc Wallace and myself years ago. But these TAs are doing it so effectively and joyfully. Now for the clarinetist, who is summoned in a similarly enthusiastic manner. What does it look like? It looks premium. Clarinetist plays. What does it sound like? Like an owl. Sounds like a beautiful typhoon. It's high, scary. No, it's lower than the flute. It's a crazy SpongeBob. It reminds me like a wind story I heard this morning. The teaching artist says, What was that like? Go up to the board and draw the story. The student draws, the clarinet plays, the student corrects and suggests how to play her drawing. <laughs> how long can you hold a sound on the clarinet? So the clarinet plays a long, soft note, and the kids are all counting. Finally, the French horn enters to lots of oohs and ahs. He plays a melody from Swan Lake. Smooth, somebody sing. Outer space. Horn player shows the right hand in the bell of the horn. Open. Engish something. 
Grace, trying to translate, doesn't understand the word, and this is the only word that ever confuses her. Gestopft, I tell her. Guess what? It's just German. <laughs> we laugh. These kids say, how does the air go? Ah, he's ready for this question. He has one of the teaching artists pull out a long garden hose with a mouthpiece on the end. This is what the horn would look like if it were stretched out. She asks a student to try to play a note on the hose using the mouthpiece. Several can't, but one student gets it. Oh, that's how you do it. Here, let me try it. And magically, they seem to learn from each other, each one managing to get at least some kind of sound on the hose. Again, in America, we'd be too concerned about germs. Musician pulls out a really, really tiny horn and plays it. Sounds like the big horn, just softer. Here, you play it. Kid actually makes a sound. What are these things? Those are valves. They change the pitch of the sound. Kids pressing the valves seem to learn the idea in about 10 seconds, and I'm shaking my head with disbelief. Okay, that's enough now. Let's thank our musicians, and everyone cheers. Time for break. They line up next to one of the teaching artists, and they are given actual hot dogs and juice, some snack, and wow, do they deserve it. After the break, the musicians gather all three and play through some chords that Jungji has written out. C major, F minor, G augmented, unison high, then low. I've had some trouble taking this approach to ear fantasy because the different timbres for the kids can be confusing, but this seems to excite the kids. Sky, C, starting train, alarm, angry, thin, clean, low, muddy. In the following group improv session, the kids are encouraged to use these chords, and this does work, though, hmm, it is a bit too much like paint by numbers for my liking. But anyway, there's no perfect solution to any of this. The kids come up with a little story or image and put it in a box template, and the instruments play the results. Marvelous musicians, how is it they are so attuned to this process? Aha! They go to professional development sessions along with the TAs, the musicians and the TAs together. No wonder. What a fantastic idea. I'm almost dizzy and exhausted with all the ideas. And this is only the first year, kids. So we go to Hanam, the advanced class. This is a class of 12 kids who seem just as diminutive, that is small, as the first years. The difference is the level of knowledge. Now, I hate to say sophisticated. Anyway, three musicians are called to come on as before, only that all three this time come on together. They each play something, a fragment, then something together. I like that. The questions are more toward extended techniques, playing and humming, multiphonics, glissandi, different types of horns, history, mixtures of sounds and timbres, and even transpositions. Woo! The difference between trills, tremolos, and flutter tongue. Sounds like something is stuck in your throat. What do we do when kids want to hear Star Wars or Jaws? <laughs> good Lord, you can't escape these films anywhere. But, you know, it's all good. In this case, we encourage the kids to think further. For instance, 
What kind of sound do you think a shark makes? <laughs> then the musicians each retreat to a corner of the stage, and the students split into three groups, taking turns interviewing each instrument in considerable depth. The students have been given rubrics, or like mission cards, to fill out for each instrument. These cards are divided into features, feeling of sound, special techniques, and registers, meaning high or low. Terrific. Then the similar idea of graphic score and improvisations. And after the class, we gather with the TAs in Jiyun and Dower. We discover that a number of bridge postgrad kids are now playing in the Hanam Youth Orchestra. Cool. I suggest summer commissions to keep them going through the summer between yearly classes. Angelica is amazed that the kids can focus and concentrate for three hours. She also likes the use of the body for describing sound registers, especially for the younger kids. The flute from the shoulders up to above the head. The clarinet from waist to head. The horn from the chest to the knees, etc. We discussed broadening of the listening list for children, not just the European classics, but contemporary music, Korean traditional gugak, and pop music of various sorts. It's their future, and music is too fundamental and direct to be able to dictate recommended styles or idioms. And finally, Gunpo, an incredible day it's been, only matched by the following day, another town south of Seoul, which is called Gunpo. Oh my, so many ideas discovered there too, and not all the same as we encountered in Hanam either. For now, suffice it to say that the instrument interviews were equally brilliant in their own way, compelling, thought-provoking, and so forth, and the group compositions, fantastic. I'll just illustrate one example. One of the stories created by the small groups, this time only two kids per group, was about a boy who had been hit by a car, brought to the hospital, and despite efforts by doctors, he dies. Besides the unusually serious nature of this story, it was graphically set down in quite a bit of detail. When the musicians played all the sounds, there was, yes, a very effective array of effects. But the reason why I'm saying this and why it's important is that the piece sounded still kind of disjunct, not a performance as such. Even though we were running out of time, I wanted the musicians to tie the sounds together into a coherent whole without actually changing any substance of the score. I talked to everyone about how musicians can actually make a score come alive, even more than a composer might have imagined. Well, this has happened to me countless times in my own composing career. So, the musicians discuss several points in the score, always asking the two composers about their intent. And sure enough, at the second hearing, a small but distinct miracle happened. The story unmistakably came alive. Or rather, the boy's death in the story became truly imaginable. Sad it was, but there was actually a hush in the room for a moment. This is music making. This is our art.
The post-class discussion with the students sitting in a circle ranged far and wide. Anna's class wrap-up was praised. What was the rose you got from the class today, she said, and what was a thorn? Angelica was very moved by the reply of one girl sitting next to me. I'm so thankful that you brought this program to us. And other answers, I want to meet the instruments again. Where are you and Miss Angelica from? You go all over the world. <laughs> Music forever. <laughs>